tell you something. Weird. T3, T3, T3 media. The media. There you go. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Through the Medias, your home for entertainment news and reviews. Uh, if I remember to talk on time, uh, by fans for fans. Remember to like this video and subscribe uh, if you want to see more. Uh, you can also support us if you want to support the channel. You can become a member. You can sponsor us on Patreon for exclusives. And as always, make sure you're sharing those thoughts with us because we want to hear them. I'm Amy Newman, and joining me today, as always, Chris Fagan. Chris, how you doing? Hey, got, yeah, I'm sorry, I got the thing flickering. I know that throws you off whenever I'm I'm messing around with the graphics. You're just sitting there like, Chris, get it together. I apologize. That was 100% my fault, guys. Hey, welcome back to the show. Back just like she said, it's this uh, weekly digital show where we talk about the couple of things in entertainment news that we uh, we have gone through over the week, and we you know we compile them up together, compartmentalize them. I put the graphics together, and at the very last second, I think I got a show put together. We have a contract that says every time I mess something up live, Amy gets to you know collect a, a straight punch in the side of my head. So. If I if me and her ever like meet in real life, oh man, I'm gonna she's gonna like beat me up because I've been totally dropping the ball. But hopefully, hopefully this time I can uh, I can go off unscathed this time. So let's just hope out is you guys already know what it is. You already know what you guys uh, have to do. Send those questions. Send those comments. Let's, uh, let us know what you guys think about all the topics that we talk about, or if you just got a a separate question. Uh, that you want us to go over like I said the meaning of life you know Amy is always a a just a treasure trove of knowledge and she knows a lot about a little and a little about a lot of things and anything she doesn't know she will tell you that between me and her we know everything in the universe that there is to know so what I do is whenever you ask me a question that I don't have the answer to I'm like oh that's something Amy would know and then vice versa so that's our that's our gimmick that's how we between get away us, with it. We, we, between we, between we are as smart as one whole smart person between, between me and amy we know everything in the universe that there is to know we have one very good brain if you put our brains together i'll give you that exactly well and with that all out of the way like i said we got three topics that we're going to talk about so remember hit the like and subscribe button support the channel let us know what you guys think go check out the blog uh check us out on social media and uh, let's just keep talking, like I always say. So, what? Let's get into it. I'm stalling. Let's go for it. <laughs> what's, what's out there? Uh, from Entertainment Weekly, Nicole Kidman and ha Javier Bardem are in negotiations to play Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz in a film about the beloved TV and real life couple set up at Amazon Studios, being the Ricardos from director Aaron Sorkin. The film is said to take place during one week of production on the iconic sitcom I Love Lucy, beginning with the Monday table read and following Desi and Lucy through the Friday audience filming. Being the Ricardos delves into a point of crisis in their lives that challenges both their careers and their marriage. Kate Blanchett was uh, discussed uh, to play the leading role of Lucille Ball, according to reports, but has now been replaced by Kidman. Fellow Aussie actress Blanchett was in talks to take on the role as early as 2017 when it was first bought by Amazon. So, what are your thoughts? We, I think we got, we have some. Uh, if I can get us back on screen, I think we have some, some feelings 
about this one. We were kind of talking about it. And I, we, we all, our, we all, our friendship was almost in jeopardy on this one right now. <laughs> I don't, I, A, I know it's like in negotiation, so nothing's like hard finalized, okay. but Pick. I don't love it. I mean, I'm a pretty firm believer in like give people a shot, but mm. I feel like we've seen what Nicole Kidman can do and she is an incredibly talented actress. Like I'm not trying, this is not a, a Nicole Kidman hate stance. Javier Bardem as well. I think they're both immensely talented. Mm -hmm. I don't see either of them as those people, you know, mm. and especially when you're talking Lucille Ball, such an iconic comedian to get someone who is funny, but not a comedian, if that makes sense. Like, I think she can be a funny actress. I don't think she's a comedian. And, and to bring someone in who I, I'm just not sure can hit those notes. I'm, I'm skeptical. So and we were and we were joking. I, I threw it in as a just like a side comment, and I, and I didn't know that this was like something you were also in agreement with because uh, was it Deborah Messing? Because she mm -hmm. was the one that was brought up, and you're you're like Team Deborah uh, Messing on this one, right? More than any. I more than these two. She would have been two. my first pick, but I I've seen some of the footage of her. You mentioned when we were talking about it, and I looked it up. Um, you know, she's done, they did like an I Love Lucy thing on Will and Grace and she's come out and talked about how, um, you know, uh, Lu Lucille Ball and, and Desi Arnaz's kid was right. like, you look amazing, you look just like her, like she nailed the comedy. She has a comedy, like she is someone I would consider a comedian and mm. someone who, again, maybe not my first pick just off the top of my head, but someone I could certainly see in that role over Nicole Kidman. Here's, and like I said, Javier Bardem too just seems like a weird like yeah, that's that I agree with that. Maybe one. even weirder. But here's where I support it for those two. Okay. Because that tells me a lot about the script, about the and the tone of the movie. Like if it was just a like a, a Saturday night live sketch stretched out to two hours then yeah, Deborah Messing is probably the perfect one. The person who looks more uh, like Lucille Ball and could do the faces and the uh, the comedic stuff per more you know b better than Nicole Kidman and probably uh, Clay Banchett, 100% agreed. But since we're talking about uh, the synopsis from what I, can, uh, what I think I read about it was about a, this week that was, um, this this whole what's this a, a story about a, a week in time that was right from yeah. the table so read to the to, like to the, the show. table read through to the Friday film but like but it, but it was a it was a situation that almost cost them their marriage this is what I read in the synopsis like this is going like this is not just about about the show and how and the and the comedy this is something that seriously happened that almost destroyed the show and almost destroyed their marriage and here's I guess here's where I'm living here's here's how I feel about this I would personally and maybe they'll blow me away maybe they'll get cast officially and this movie will come out and I'll be like I was wrong they're phenomenal or like there's something in this movie that you know they were the right picks that I didn't know my biggest thing is I would rather especially with such iconic comedy figures have comedians cast who then impress me with their dramatic chops than dramatic actors trying to stretch I for the yeah, comedy unless I, they're just not doing comedy for it in which case i'm like why yeah. don't you just make this about like a, an un like a 
why base it on these real people yeah who are so iconically hysterically funny like one of the greatest comedians of all time i I felt that that's what you were thinking where you're going with this and i was like if if this is more based on comedy than anything else then yeah i I don't think it is but i feel like you need people who can do both so why not cast because i feel like comedians being dramatic tends to work better like more comedians it's like oh they're actually a really solid dramatic actor that works better than casting people who where it's like they're charming they can be amusing but they're not comedians trying to stretch for that much and i'm not saying it has to be deborah messing i'm just saying there's a lot of very very talented comedians out there i disagree oh i'm I'm, oh i love this conversation i'm i'm on the other side of the fence on this one i disagree on that one i because uh what's his name uh from the the hangover what's his name the 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 very Which one, the very attractive one. That's Rocket Raccoon now. Bradley right? Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Not, I don't. He's not. I don't. I never looked at him as a funny uh, guy until he did those Hangover movies. I mean, he's not. But no, he's not that funny. In he's the not. He's not that. He's funny, a straight but, man. But he can do. But he can do funny. So it's. So if the movie to me. But I wouldn't it, cast him as like. I wouldn't cast him in the fucking. Sorry, in the Robin Williams <laughs> biopic, like. It, but see that, 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 that's it. It depends if it's more about if, if the script, see, that's the thing we're building it up. We don't even know what the script is really about, but if it's like, we're, sure. we're retrofitting it to, if, if it's about this, then yes, that person would, uh, messing but would probably be the best person. To cast someone who I don't feel like is especially funny to be, like I said, one of the most iconic and influential comedians of all time. Even if, even if it's not like make it or do the, you know, Vitamina Vegemin scene in the movie or whatever, it's still just like, well, then why are we, why are we doing this? I, because she would. I don't, I don't want, I don't want an edgy I Love Lucy backstory movie, I guess is also funny. I remember before she died, um, like after, after the show was done and she, if I remember correctly, she rarely did appearances as loosely like like she would it was very rare and far in between whenever she would put the wig on and go out there and do her thing her life wasn't all lights and smiles and if no if i'm sure it wasn't and i don't mind delving into that but i also like cast someone funny just <laughs> cast someone just, funny. just just damn it just do it because when when we're on the funny scenes i want it to be fun i i'm the opposite if the I movie is I can't picture Nicole Kidman pulling it off. And like I said, I say that with the full, I guess part of it is just like, I don't want to see the Lucille Ball biopic where Nicole Kidman is the appropriate casting wasn't, choice. Wasn't like Nicole, to me, that just feels like, oof, why? Wasn't she one of the three that was in the uh, Fox News movie? The three? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think Nicole can pull That's it off. That's not a funny movie. It's not a funny movie, but I don't know why. I don't, I don't think, you know what? But before I forget, Joe Ryan, I see him in the uh, chat room. He is saying something that I said like yesterday in my head. I didn't, I, we are like, it's like one brain right here. Kristen Wiig would make a good Lucy. I was thinking That's that. all I'm saying, just, yes. Be- only because, probably because of what we just saw in uh, Wonder Woman 84, she could pull off the drama she's a good actress. too. And she's a, and she's most, a good actress. most really good comedians are good actors. But if, like that requires a, an under understanding of humanity i think you know and like an intelligence and a talent that more often than not does translate phenomenally to drama christian has done dramatic roles hardship uh yeah. love ship was an amazing dramatic uh, movie 
Um, no, look, he's a good dramatic actor. No, the, 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 the answer is if this, if this script is going, uh, is mostly about, uh, a very personal and dramatic moment in their, that, and, uh, uh, in their marriage and, and the harsh, get a dramatic actor because I don't want, no, get a, get a comedian who can do drama. I will die on that hill. I, I, I would rather because if the movie is more about that struggle versus the scene that they pull off in that show and that and that, then I would rather the drama be better than the comedy. Because I understand you want to honor Lucille uh, Lucille Ball, but if the story he also Nicole Kidman just does not like remind me of Lucille Ball at all. Kate Blanchett Whatever. when Kate Blanchett this was. I was reminded when I was putting the show together, this was brought up. The first time I heard about this, this was brought up with Kate yeah. Blanchett back in 2015 on Collider's uh, when they were still doing uh, AMC Movie Talk. Uh, rest in peace, John Schnepp was still alive when um, when they first brought this up as a as a movie that was in development. And all these years later. Kate Blanchett can't do it anymore, or probably not going to do it anymore. Now they're moving on to uh, Nicole, possibly Nicole Kidman, maybe. But when I saw Kate Blanchett, at first I was like, You're, I don't see Kate Blanchett either. But when, but then when I looked at her again, I saw them side by side. More than, yeah. I feel like Kate Blanchett looks more like Lucille Ball than uh, Nicole Kidman. I think she would have been a better choice. And on that on that topic, we did ask the community. Uh, Nicole Kidman is set to replace Kate Blanchett in the Lucille Ball biopic, and some consider Blanchett to be one of the greatest actresses of all time. But with Nicole Kidman being a multi-Oscar nominee and winner, if she were to win an Oscar for this film, does that mean that Kate Blanchett definitely would have been nominated or won an Oscar for Best Female? What they uh, say. <laughs> That's a weird question, right? One percent said yes, thirty-nine percent said no. I'd say I don't think any of them are getting an Oscar for this. Brian Kidman is an Oscar winner. I don't think she's going to win an Oscar for this. That's nice. Brian Gervais. Can I tell you what Brian Gervais said? Whoa. <laughs> what what who said? Brian Gervais said, first off, if she were to win, jumping the gun a bit. Yeah. Uh, of course, it doesn't mean they would both have won. It's entirely possible for a good actor to put in a horrible performance or just be miscast. And Joe Ryan says both are great actors, but I do feel that Nicole Kidman is the right person for the role. Mm. I think Kate Blanchett would have been better. I still think they're both slightly weird. I think Kate Blanchett would have been better. And I think you go with your powerhouse actor, Kate Blanchett, over comedian. Even though she's playing a comedian, I will die on that hill. <laughs> I like the way you're judging me and shaking your head. I just disagree. I just very firmly disagree. But I, I, I think we've both made our points. Uh, you got it. All right. What's the next one? Uh, from Variety, Netflix has made good on its high-profile promise to deliver new movies every week. The streaming monolith is guaranteeing its roughly 193 million subscribers unseen features every week in 2021. Uh, some of the most notable ones include Red Notice, starring Gal Gadot, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and uh, Ryan Reynolds. The Western, uh, The Harder They Fall, with Regina King, Idris Elba, and Lovecraft Country Breakout. 
uh, Jonathan Majors, Amy Adams in The Woman in the Window, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, Lin-Manuel Miranda's Tick, Tick, Boom, and Don't Look Up, starring Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, Ariana Grande, Timothy Chalamet, Kid Cudi, and Meryl Streep. Damn. Damn, they are shelling out for the real actors. Uh, you had me at new movie every week. I'm like, wow, they're going for it. They're, they're like, Netflix has been so ahead of the curve since 2005. Yeah. It was like, hey, Blockbuster. <laughs> um, we're no, we're we're nobodies and we're offering you up uh we're offering ourselves to you on a silver platter you want to buy our company and blockbuster like foolish mortal no one wants to get movies in the mail they love coming to our stores blockbuster forever go away and like i've said this before they underestimated the laziness of the human being <laughs> and netflix, i miss blockbuster i miss it too i, would kill I worked at blockbuster but but when when I heard first heard about this concept of Netflix, I was like, okay, that's weird. No, good. But then then I well, they had like every not everything, but they had stuff you couldn't find at Blockbuster. I feel like like I remember when my dad started getting Netflix just because he's a huge movie guy, and mm. it was like, I can get stuff on here. I know I wouldn't find at Blockbuster. They they pretty much eliminated that situation where you would waste your 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 trip. Going to your local blockbuster, especially if you didn't call ahead, and you would you drive down there, even if it was around the corner, go for that movie, and it was everything was sold out, or you know, that they eliminated that because if even I mean they didn't have that kind of a, a model. If a person made an order of a movie, they would buy that movie and then mail it out to that person, or they would they their stock was always yeah. on point, and they eliminated the late fee. And mm -hmm. that's what made everybody go, oh, wow. And then the, the whole, you know, the movie comes to me. I don't have to go anywhere thing. Do, they underestimated the laziness of the movie. Now, that's not the point of this whole thing. I just bringing that up because I, I, then, they, then they did the live streaming thing. And then Blockbuster tried to catch up with that. And they failed. They, got, they were ahead of all this stuff. They, they looked into the future. Okay, everybody's getting their movies in the mail. But now the Internet's getting more powerful. Maybe we can... Uh, send movies to people directly the restreaming thing they were first ones pretty much to do that and now uh what 10 years after that with the unfortunate with the pandemic hitting us and everybody being forced to stay home and and um and and watch these movies the way we're watching them now netflix was in the perfect perfect position i just think what has been so interesting is over the course of Cause like, I remember when Netflix started as like, yeah, you can see movies you like on Netflix and just watching that transition. And I feel like it's sort of split. Like, not that like say Hulu doesn't have original content, but I still kind of consider Hulu the place where it's like, oh, I go there to watch like reruns of sitcoms I like. Yeah, I agree. Netflix agree. is becoming almost exclusively like their own movie studio or their own television studio. like. There's very little, like, especially with The Office leaving and a lot of those sitcoms, mm -hmm. there's very little I go to Netflix to watch, like, stuff from other studios or yeah. other channels You're at right. this point. When they, you almost exclusively get Netflix, and I, I feel like they they started kicking. It's just been interesting to watch those first couple, like, oh, the, like, water cooler show of the summer, the water cooler movie right now is a Netflix movie, and watching that just grow and grow and grow and, and progressing, and I feel like this is 
the logical conclusion that Netflix yeah. is just going to be the its own, you know, yeah, studio. Right, no, right, you, right. You are. They, um, they, they, when they first were doing their streaming thing, yeah, they, they bought, um, you know, like real popular TV shows, um, that was on network TV and things like that. But once again, this goes back to what I was talking about earlier. They, they could, they, they could predict the future. Okay, eventually, uh, Warner Brothers is gonna take. They're gonna start copying us, and and probably gonna. I remember the CEO of Netflix. I, I forgot what the article was when this was years ago. When they started doing the streaming thing and they started having their original content, they knew it was only a matter of time till the other companies started to copy them and probably mm -hmm. provide their own. Pay, uh, streaming service so they hurried up and started to do original content once they had a certain number of just like original like stranger things and house of cards and stuff that people were like oh my god i love these shows and they're winning awards and then the uh, here yeah. come the copycats and then it was like warner brothers was like all right we're gonna now we're taking friends back we don't want you to have friends anymore so well we don't need friends anymore we got stranger things we got all that we they prepared it was Netflix has been amazing and um and, and, and very good at staying afloat. I w oh, yeah. I wish I'd invested in them back in the early two thousand. I uh, I can't imagine not having some access like almost any of the other streaming services. You hear people go just thinking about it now. It's like you hear people go, oh, I don't have Hulu. Oh, I don't have Amazon Prime. Oh, I nobody's on Peacock. Like whatever no one doesn't have netflix like i'm sure some people don't but oh, i yeah feel... only losers don't have no <laughs> no i'm just saying though like you never hear someone go oh i don't have netflix it's like you get no nowadays that's that's uh something you get picked on in elementary school nowadays it's someone like, someone's gonna be in the comments like i don't have netflix I, I don't have netflix okay and but i'm like, like i'm sorry I for imagine your loss. Just, like pop culturally at this point i mean i have access to most of them because of you know stuff like this but even if i wasn't a big you know movie or tv person right. it would be weird to fathom not having like stolen someone's netflix info by now because i would just feel so out of the loop so much of the time you know, i know what this is off topic but i wanted to bring something up um maybe we should talk about this after the show but and i know we don't know him but joe ryan has been a pretty good guy over this time, oh, like consistent. I'm thinking, we, we, we want to talk about possible moderator over here with this guy. I don't know, Joe. I'm thinking, oh, we'll talk about it. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it after the show. We'll 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 have a discussion. But but no, you're right. Uh, the the whole thing because Joe just says uh, Netflix is my go-to. Uh, it's worth every cent. So that made yeah. me think, um, like, okay, if Netflix is your number one, what is your number two at, in your Ooh. house? Hulu is your number two. Hulu was my number two. Disney Plus has become my number two now. Well, you have kids. That makes sense. No. Disney Plus might be my I, third. My kids don't like, watch The like Mandalorian. Amazon Prime, like, Amazon Prime's like right there and it just can't like over that bar. At first, it was, it was definitely Hulu. Then I became obsessed with The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Mm. But... And Amazon has a bunch of great shows. It's just that they, it, they never, they stayed the number three. And it's like, yeah. when I got a number one and I got a side chick Hulu, I'm not gonna go to my number three. She, she nasty, <laughs> so that much. So 
I would always bounce back and forth between Hulu and Netflix. But when Disney like I said too, at this point, it's pretty much exclusively those two. Yeah. Well, and it's pretty much exclusively like we're watching like Bridgerton or whatever we're watching, like whatever original thing we're watching on Netflix. Have and you started Hulu's watching Bridgerton tonight? Like Hulu's become like my end of the night. Like I know I'm gonna fall asleep, so I'm gonna put on like Bob's Burgers or Frasier or King of the Hill or whatever I want to like fall asleep to right like yeah. i feel like that to me that really is the divide of like netflix is its own channel now yeah. it's like almost exclusively original content yeah. for me exactly I, like i said she's the, the netflix is the wifey now who's the side chick yeah <laughs> but let us know what you guys think about that we'll we'll talk about more of it on uh possibly on, on, on we got you but just what is your go-to uh streaming uh service now it's becoming one one dude's out there like Quibi, yeah. like poor guy. It's Quibi. Wait, hey, Quibi, Quibi is I heard selling their stuff to uh, Roku. So if you you have a okay. Roku device, you'll be able to uh, get the Quibi stuff. I, I don't know if I'm gonna click on it. There was there was one Quibi show that maybe kind of interesting. This this guy was like a got into the car with this Uber driver and didn't like terrorize her and like. Hunt, like she that was sounds, the driver. That sounds horrifying. Yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Quibby. <laughs> we will terrify Quibby. you. <laughs> when you don't want to sleep. Uh, <laughs> All right, what's next? From Collider. There were a lot of questions that arose when Disney bought 20th Century Fox, but one big question Marvel fans had was about the future of the Deadpool franchise. Clearly, Disney wouldn't throw away a franchise and character as valuable as Deadpool. Would the they? Question regarding how the R-rated property would fit into the exclusively PG-13 box of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Collider's own Steve Weintraub recently spoke with Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige in anticipation of Marvel's first Disney Plus series, WandaVision. And during their conversation, Feige gave a promising update on Deadpool 3, saying the following, quote, it will be rated R and we are working on a script right now and Ryan's overseeing a script right now. It will not be filming this year. Ryan is a very busy, very successful actor. We've got a number of things we've already announced that we now have to make, but it's exciting for it to have begun. Again, a very different type of character in the MCU, and Ryan is a force of nature, which is just awesome to see him bring that character to life. I'm trying to... R-rated, baby. Already... Getting uh, words uh, up on the old Disney Plus. I'm pretty excited. I already missed the graphic. I don't know how I did that Google thing. It was weird. I'm glad I didn't have anything. I didn't, I'm glad I didn't have my other window up by accident. You guys would have... We would have been demonetized. Any, but <laughs> speaking about R-rated, but um, I think I don't think uh, Joe Ryan heard my question about uh, earlier, so we'll, we'll talk. To, I'll talk to him about it later. Uh, Deadpool three, man. I, I, so everybody, I'm speculating on how they're going to handle this whole thing with this. So now that it's been confirmed by Kevin Feige himself that he is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They are going to make part three. Um, Thank God that they went with the R rating, though, because I feel like no one would see a PG-13 Deadpool it at just this wouldn't, point. They, they, it wouldn't work. And of course, I think, of course, it's not going to be. Well, maybe it will be on Disney Plus because 
at, at, at that uh what was that d that disney plus are they working something out with like an unlockable yeah, thing or something so exactly you can't just put it on exactly it's gonna probably be on that deadpool you have to put a password in you gotta show an id and your tv yeah, will scan it to, yeah to play the r-rated stuff otherwise it would have just been on hulu but if he's going to be in the universe there with them then yeah it's gonna probably be on disney plus but an, an unlockable thing Kevin Feige probably had to go to the the big boss and was like, "Look, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make some adjustments <laughs> because there's no way in the world that, that it makes sense that the most profitable property from Fox that they spent seventy plus billion dollars on uh, that we do nothing with. I mean, Deadpool, mm -hmm. Deadpool two billion dollars, and Deadpool three, and it's probably a good thing that it's not gonna start film um, filming this year." Uh, that means mm. it's going to probably come out in 2022, maybe the end of 2022. Hopefully when we're all going back to the theaters again and all this is out of the way, this could be a, another billion dollar movie. So it's, I have a I'm very excited. proud tradition of getting like a little too drunk and seeing Deadpool in theaters. You did that? You got you got drunk to see Deadpool 1 in part 2? I and two, yes. The first one I had to see a second time because I was like, was I so remember gone. having a great time. <laughs> That's about it. Well, I remember because there's like, you know, there's like the shot where he's fully nude in Deadpool and it's like pretty subtle. Yeah. But then I, well, and like I wasn't that, I wasn't that far gone. And I remember hearing afterwards like, oh yeah, like you can see Ryan Reynolds' penis. And I was like, I, was I that drunk? And I saw it again. And I was like, oh, okay. Like it's, it's subtle. I'm That's, not. It's flaccid. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was like, That's I thought I was like, I was like, I can't imagine being drunk enough to not remember that. Like, I was like, <laughs> we're talking about a good time, baby. <laughs> um, we speculated a little bit about what a dip, what would, uh, who a cameo on that, right? Or, or what people want to see. Oh, yeah, we did. We asked, uh, will we see a Deadpool cameo in the MCU before his third film? 20% uh, said yes, 20% said no, and 60% said if so, only in after credit scenes. Yeah. I agree with the majority. That's what my money's on. I could see them doing like a little throwaway, like maybe even not like the after credit scene, but like like that the, extra the after mid, credit yeah, scene. Or the, or the mid credit, um, what, the one that doesn't really have anything to do with the show. I would, yeah. I could see him uh, coming in the after credit stuff be, uh, just, to, just to keep people Cause that that's like a commercial that that keeps mm -hmm. people uh, guessing like what's about to happen with this. Remember, third... we own Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it it's just let's just hope he doesn't do anything weird to uh, to Mickey and all of them. I'm uh, really hoping they'll just have a Deadpool character in the park, just like cursing up a storm. If they don't acknowledge that, because the la the Deadpool two movie had um, uh, what's his name who played Cable? Um, what was his name? He also played Thanos. Oh, jo Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. If they don't, and because in Deadpool too, he called him Thanos just to mess that's with right. his head. So if if that's gotta come up <laughs> somehow, some way. So I'm speculating on. Uh, it's gonna be fun from this day it's, forward. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting too because I feel like as much as the Marvel universe can do fun, they don't really do self-referential. Yeah. Necessarily. I'm sure I'm again. Someone's gonna yell at me in the comments of like, actually, in this Spider-Man. Actually, be like, Sp yeah. Besides Deadpool, Spider-Man is the only, is one of the only ones that would also break the fourth wall. Now there's a couple yeah. characters that'll break the fourth wall, and that's why everybody wants 
um, Deadpool to be in the MCU because there's such a unique relationship between Spider-Man and uh, and Deadpool, and yeah. it would be funny if they. But then you got, but it's harder because you got to. It's Sony's got to be in the mix with this and approve it, and there's only a few movies that they're going to do uh, with Marvel. So if they're gonna try to somehow squeeze in a. Um, a, a Spider-Man thing. They got. They have to do it quick because yeah. there's, there's only so many that that Sony and Marvel are going to do together. Before I think they're. I think if I remember correctly, I think Sony and Marvel are about to just do the next few movies and then kind of start separating again. So, but it'll be funny. This I I can't wait to see what what they uh, what they do with it. It's going to be hilarious. Hopefully Ryan Reynolds will will start sprinkling in a little. Their marketing is was always perfect. So Very good. with the with the dis hopefully Disney won't neuter that. <laughs> I can't imagine they're not gonna let them kind of like nudge nudge wink wink have some fun with it. Let Ryan be Ryan kind of a thing. I think so. Well, and like even within the movie, like you know there's gonna be jokes, you know there's gonna be references. And like I think that's what people are waiting for and expecting. And I feel like if they don't at least meet them sort of halfway on letting them have that fun. People are gonna be like, you ruined Deadpool. Yeah. So. Joel, uh, Joel Mayberry says uh, what a lot of people are saying that that Deadpool should pretty much be like the the way Stan Lee was with his cameos. It it would be funny. It just That's wouldn't funny. work because yeah. he's got the costume on and even without the mask, it's. But it, I feel like once like once you could really get away with that. You could do it and one good time. Yeah. Which movie would make the most sense? That's the question. <laughs> that's a thinker thinking i would say spider-man but it's sony and i don't think they'll approve that um yeah. if iron man was still alive i would have said him uh wow spoilers uh sorry thor but i mean how is deadpool gonna get out of space like that guardians of the galaxy that would uh, that's well that's that's, 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 that's how, gonna have but, how, but yeah but how is that but again how is he gonna get out of space it's hard it, it's hard I, I would say maybe Ryan Reynolds himself, not as Deadpool, maybe just kind of just like popping up just to throw people off. I feel like you could just even throw it in as like a throwaway, or at least like a post-credit. I, 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 that is my bet, that Ooh. they will do post-credit stuff with it of like a... Remember Deadpool 1 before he got captured and, and given the, you know, the, the stuff to make him Weapon X, whatever that was, he, he became Weapon 20, whatever. What about Ryan Reynolds as that version of Deadpool before he became, before he got the powers, like some just kind of like Wade Wilson, like a, yeah, just, just him as Wade Wilson. It just, just maybe this was before like a back in time. Kind that opens of thing. a lot of timeline questions I, that I am not nerdy enough to know. Uh, I mean, just, it could just like, we, it, it would, it would tell, well, I guess it's cause we don't know. I don't know if we know the year that the Deadpool movies happen and they can do whatever they want. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just speculating. This is before the snap. I don't know. <laughs> let us, I don't know. We can speculate on that all day, guys. So let us know what you guys think about it. And uh, we'll, we'll keep talking about that. Guys, you already know. Uh, hit the like and subscribe button. Let us know what you guys think. That's, that's, like I said, that's the show. Uh, tell us what you thought about everything before we can talk about it again on the next episode of We Got Your Mails. Always support the channel. Become a subscriber. Uh, let us know what you guys think and hit us up on Patreon. Support the channel if you can because we really appreciate it and it does help us out with the uh, the content. 
And if uh, you want to get us a shot, want us to give you a shout out on it, that's that's the way uh, to do it. Unless you're uh, Joe Ryan, then we'll probably always shout you <laughs> out. I'm Chris Fagan. If you want to find me, you can go to, and I'm doing a little bit more on TikTok too, but you can, it's, just, it's the same thing. Go to right here. Go to uh, Chris Fagan 1980 on Twitter or on Instagram and on TikTok. Or maybe I should put a TikTok graphic on, on that. And uh, you can hit me up and, uh, and if you want to follow me there, let me know. And Miss Amy Newman, if they want to follow you, where can they find all of your uh, adventures? Uh, I am on Twitter at Amy underscore and underscore Newman and on Instagram at Amy dot and dot Newman. Uh, I know I've plugged this a couple times. Uh, I have an original web series I wrote and am in and co-created. Uh, all the info, if you find any of my social media, I've been pushing it, uh, you know, annoyingly. So uh, make sure if you like uh, kind of a rom-com sort of thing, check out Your Biggest Fan as on YouTube right now. Yeah. So for all and it and like and Amy called me a robot when I plugged it the first time. I said it's I did not call you a robot. I said Amy Newman's YouTube channel. It is great. And she's like, "What bot said uh, made that tweet?" No, I was trying to clarify. May I defend myself very quickly? I was just like, "Yo, I didn't write this because I hate that it always looks like I'm on the Twitter account." Like look at the funny thing our funny co-host wrote so i was just like on the record chris wrote this not me and then someone else was like a robot wrote this yeah and uh, ro- not a, my fault. A, a robot named my feelings what the fuck <laughs> but no uh, that's funny though and for all you guys who who have said I, I read your comments for all of you guys who have acknowledged that uh that amy is the the one and only true talent of this channel and she should be doing those reactions on her own personal channel, I have I recently suggested this to her because for, for uh, I and she said no. She's like I'm going to see I'm going to uh, keep her. She's like what do you say you're going to keep your YouTube channel about what what its niche is and you're going to you keep the reactions here on uh, talking to the media's right that that's what you yeah saying? no I I and I I you know I enjoy doing the reactions for you guys but it's uh, yeah you're, you're and for me that's here through the channel and then my personal youtube channel is a little more of my personal creative endeavors yeah so, so haha in your face guys so whenever she does the reaction she's gonna do it right here so yeah too bad yeah but i'll just let you know that's what that's what a couple i remember a couple of comments came in that said that and i'm i'm, I'm not gonna lie it's 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 a guy thing you know they 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 like to support uh female youtubers on their own uh, own thing well, then come watch my ding dang web series there you go watch your ding dang web series <laughs> there you go, guys. <laughs> ding dang. <laughs> my ding dang web series. Watch it took me way too long to make. <laughs> Watch my ding dang. <laughs> oh my god! I just wanted to put you on full screen with that <laughs> ding dang. What the hell was that about? That's funny. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, as well, I think we're gonna. Are we gonna? Are we gonna do the um the after dark stuff? Do you want to talk about that, or want to just pre-record that? What are we doing with that? Chris, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. That's the show, guys. Until next time. <laughs> Peace. If you like what you saw, make sure to subscribe to the channel and please drop a like on this video. It really does help us. Also, don't forget you can turn on notifications so you don't miss a single review, react, why is that trending, or we got your mail.